Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own local program for hyperlocal news and community events. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Eight days ago, Hurricane Michael hit the Gulf Coast of Florida, causing extensive damage. 26 people died. Belmont Light sent a crew to Florida, to Tallahassee, Florida, to help with cleanup and restoration efforts. I had an opportunity to speak with Darren Greeley on the telephone about what he saw when he went to Tallahassee. I'm speaking with Darren Greeley today, the uh, first-class line walker with Belmont Light. Darren has gone to Tallahassee, Florida to help clean up after Hurricane Michael. Thanks for joining us, Darren. Good morning, Roger. Darren, can you tell us uh, what you're seeing while you're working there in Tallahassee? I'll tell you what. Uh, there's a lot of destruction uh, as far as Holes down, lights down, a lot of uh, people without power, obviously. Uh, we fulfilled our duties in Tallahassee, uh, and we're actually on our way back home. And uh, when you say poles down and lines down, is it uh, uh, prevalent? That uh, is there lots of destruction? Uh, there, there were certain... Uh, you were down there for uh, uh, a few days. Uh, we were down there for approximately five days. And what was the difference between what you were seeing when you first got there and uh, uh, and when you finally left? Well, when we first got down there, there was 100,000 people without power. Uh, it was great to see uh, Northeast Public Power Association uh, get together with all their municipals and uh, put teams together and go out there and, and really, uh, and really uh, you know, hammer down and, and get everyone back up and running. But yesterday when we were leaving, it was uh, the number of uh, people without power was down to, uh, down to about 2,000 in Tallahassee. So uh, it was very, uh, very re rewarding to, uh, to, uh, to see the, the difference that you can make uh, when people come together and, and uh, you know, really make things work. What What was the most difficult thing that you found that uh, that you saw? The most difficult thing that, um, you know, honestly, it, it was just nothing really difficult. Um, it was just a lot of hard work and long hours. And there were uh, when you were working, you were. Uh, uh, Cutting up trees, and or were you climbing poles to research oh, we, wires? We don't we don't cut we don't cut up the trees. They have tree companies uh, come in and clear out the trees, and then the linemen all go to work putting the poles back in uh, and and putting those those wires back up on the pole. Was the weather over when uh, when you first got there? Uh, did you have basically good weather to work in? Uh, yes, it, it was. Storm was uh, was gone by the time we got there, um, and it was. I mean, they were they were hot hot days, but it, I wouldn't say it was anything that uh, we haven't dealt with in Massachusetts as far as heat was. It was definitely humid, uh, but you know, you just stay hydrated, keep going. 
When uh, uh, you say that you were working with the uh, New England Public Power Association, what was it like to, uh, to see uh, men and women from various uh, light departments uh, working? Like I said, it was it was amazing to see uh, the, the collaboration between the municipals and uh, you know guys that you don't normally work with. Uh, you, you're working with day in and day out, and uh, you know it's it's really uh, it was really amazing to see how everything came together. And when you have people that know what's going on and you want to get work done safe and uh, inefficient, it, it's really uh, it's really a, a cool thing to see. That's great. Well, thanks for joining us on the, the telephone today. I have been speaking with Darren Greeley, who is a first-class line walker for Belmont Light. Darren has joined members of the New England Public Power Association to travel to Tallahassee, Florida, to help clean up from the destruction from Hurricane Michael. The town of Belmont is looking for new school crossing guards. Crossing guards are the men and women who help our kids cross busy streets, such as School Street, Common Street, Trapello Road. Belmont Media Center talked with crossing guard Reuben Wheeler about what his job entails and why he enjoys it. Please stay tuned after this Belmont Journal for a special edition of Belmont Journal where I speak with Assistant Police Chief James McIsaac about school crossing guards and about pedestrian safety in general in the town of Belmont. Number one thing about this job, you have to love kids. If you don't love kids, it's not the job for you, all right? This job is important. The main thing is safety of the kids. That's the main thing that I look for. Before I cross the kids both ways, I look up, I look, do I look down and up. And I always make sure my kids stay as I go out into the middle, then I tell them, all set, have a nice evening. Really have to be aware of what's going on, especially when you have kids around. Some kids get antsy, they want to jump, right? But since I've been doing this now, like, uh, I think this is my fifth, fourth or fifth year. I'm like, these kids are accustomed to how I operate. Uh, I work from 7.20 in the morning to 8.40. And then in the afternoon, I'm here from, uh, from 2.20 to 3.15. 3.15. But... I always get early. I'm here early in the morning because I have kids that come early. And I, I just don't like to come and jump out the car and be ready. So when the kids are here, I get out the car and cross them. Just where I laugh and joke with them on their way, you know, to school and everything. I talk to the middle school kids as much as I do to the elementary kids. All of them. What? Zoe! Anna! So good to see you. How'd you how'd your weekend? Good. I'm here when it's teeming down rain, when it's snowing. I joke to the kids because they're in the car and I'm like this, like I'm I'm freezing, I'm freezing. You're nice and warm. You're nice and warm, you know. 
There's more bad days than good days. There is. When I say bad days, I mean weather-wise. There's more, there are days out here where you get out the car and it's freezing. I mean, literally, it's freezing. But I enjoy doing this, Sid. I have met so many nice people, parents, and so many nice kids. I look forward in the morning to see them. I look forward to seeing them going home. But like I tell them, my main concern is so that you get to school safe and you get home safe. That's my job. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, who is the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian, Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Thanks for stopping over. Oh, thank you for having me. There is an issue that just keeps on giving. The regulation <laughs> giving is the right word. <laughs> the regulation of marijuana. Uh, tell us what the planning board just decided. Well, the planning board has been uh, well. As you know, uh, marijuana was uh, declared. Well, it was um, uh, a marijuana bylaw was passed at the uh, May town meeting, and we had a special uh, uh, town meeting back in September where it passed. And so, marijuana is coming to Belmont. It's just where it's going to be, and that's where the planning board comes in. It's going. It, it basically was assigned to decide where on the map of Belmont you're going to place these marijuana, uh, or as uh, I've, been, I've been hearing now, what they're calling pot shops, uh, in Belmont. Now, the popular, now, it, 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 the planning board really wanted to place them in different areas. And what they found is that, that the best place to put them is far away from residential, 500 feet from uh, a school. Sure. So there's two real... So that, that excludes the business centers. That's right. It, it, uh, mm -hmm. That excludes Belmont Center, Waverly Square, Cushing, uh, Cushing Square. Uh, where they found that this is uh, basically where they can put it is on South Pleasant Street, which they're redeveloping also, so that seems like a good place. And also what is called the Delta, and that's on Brighton Street. And that is where the loading dock is. You know, it's, it's not the loading dock itself, but it's in the With loading dock area. area, right. Yes. So it seems like this would be a good compromise. Well, on the October 2nd meeting of, of the planning board, um, the planning board gets, uh, 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 gets hijacked uh, by... Uh, reports uh, uh, in the Boston Herald with these salacious headlines, which, which one planning board member called fake news. <laughs> that, that marijuana was going next to the high school? Going next to the high school. Yes. And so we have film crews, people are asking questions, there's a large contingency of people who have gone to the planning board who, who, who have real issues. They say, look, we really don't want to put it anywhere near, near the high school. And, you know, that, that, that's, the, that's a valid, that's a valid you know, a criticism. But if not there, where? Is that's the exactly right. And the planning board at the time said, look, we have to really spread it out. We have to put it in different places to, get it, to, to, to allow a competition. You don't want 12, you don't want the, the, the two... Uh, pot shops in Belmont to be next to each other. You don't want to segregate it. You want to spread it out. Okay, that's happened on October 2nd. The next meeting that they had, they had, uh, between that meeting and, and, and the October 2nd meeting, uh, they got a decision from George Hall, which is our town council, and he said, no, 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 you know, you, you can place them in an area. Just make sure that it's a, there's an ability for the businesses to go in and ask and request, you know, the landlord if they can, you know, um, rent space. And, um, and the planning board. And also, right. And, and then they also got a decision. They, they also got some research that stated that uh, in Colorado, pot shops are really close to each other. And they, and they thrive. So 
all of a sudden, what looked like a two-location uh, two uh, map for marijuana uh, really flipped over, over a two-week period, and it became only on Ple South Pleasant Street, and that's what the planning board decided to do. They did it very quickly in, in, a, in a very... Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, in a, in a very quick manner, they had no public statements, and they said, on South Pleasant Street. Now, this caused a, 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 not an uproar at the time, but a lot of people were concerned, uh, who you, you would call the progressive marijuana um, uh, contingency in, in town. Because they have to go to town meeting now. Right. That's Town right. Meeting has to approve it because it is a zoning bylaw change. It's they're putting something into the zoning bylaw, so this means it has to go before uh, uh, town meeting. In this case, it's special town meeting. Um, it's it's one of eight items in the special town meeting uh, uh, warrant, and um, so that means it needs two thirds vote. Now what you're seeing is that there are, there are a number of people who said. Well, we're going to put a citizen's petition. You know, why not? You know, let's put that that little corner in Brighton on Brighton Street on back in uh, and back in. Well, it turns out that you really can't do that because because it's a zoning bylaw. You need to have public meetings. There's a public meeting process you have to go through before you can even put that through. It's more likely or not that the town moderator will say, "Sorry, it really doesn't. You really can't do this." So now the, the now the last thing the rumor we, we've heard is that uh, people are going to just say, look, let's just anything that comes before us defeat it, and that's possible because marijuana was a it was a pretty uh, it didn't win by a lot in when it went back in November of, of sixteen when it was first brought up before the uh, uh, people. So what they're thinking is defeat everything. Let's start again. And a town meeting vote requires two-thirds for approval. That's right, so, because it's a zoning board, of a, because it's a new zoning uh, bylaw. So a lot of interesting things are going to happen in the next uh, three or four weeks. Yes, it, it, even, it could be even a special town meeting a week before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we have been speaking with uh, Franklin Tucker, who is the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian, Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald. I have with me today Joanna Juvelis, who is the Senior Multimedia Journalist for the Citizen Herald, Belmont's online and print media source. Thanks for stopping over. Happy to be here, as always, Roger. We ha always think about Belmont schools excelling, but the test results are out and we now know the numbers. The numbers tell us a lot, don't they? Uh, Assistant Superintendent Janice Darius recently gave a report at the October 9th School Committee meeting on the accountability data, which is posted on the Department of Special of, of the, the Department of Secondary and Elementary Education. Let's just call it DESI. Okay. Uh, you know, when people are looking where they want to raise their family, a lot of people go to that website, the DESI website, to see where the schools rank, and that's why a lot of people do choose Belmont as their place to raise their children because. The data shows that our schools are top schools. So basically, Janice the said... The Belmont High. Let's start with Belmont yeah, High. Yeah, well, basically, Janice said um, the Belmont students continue to perform really well on the MCAS. There are two, class, two classifications that we can fall in. We fall into the one that's not requiring assistance or intervention. But the, um, the percentiles are really high. Um, the Burbank is 98th percentile, which, which means they perform better than 98% of the, the, state, the, the other schools in the state. 
and Belmont High's 86th percentile, which, which also means they perform better than 86% of the schools in the state. And that includes but, English language learners, which is, I think, pretty impressive. But, and the star of Belmont schools is the Butler. Yes, Butler is designated by DESE as a school of recognition based on high achievement, high growth, and exceeding targets. And only 52 schools in the state receive this recognition. So it's very impressive. And the Butler has received national recognition They before. also, yes, in 2016, they were recognized as a national blue ribbon school for being an exemplary, high-performing school. So hats off to the teachers and students. They're definitely doing something right at the Butler. And congratulations to all the, all the schools in Belmont. We're doing well. And, and as an aside, the, the Belmont schools have released the MCAS dates, so people should check the Belmont uh, school website and plan their vacations to well, make sure. Well, there's definitely a range of dates, so you want to plan around that range of dates. The, the exact dates haven't been publicized yet, but they will be. You just got to be careful about going away in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be around for the test. It's not simply test scores. Let's change topics a little here. It's not simply test scores, but uh, uh, the Boston Business Journal has released its rankings of schools. Yes, I thought it was worth mentioning. You know, they, they released a list of the top 25 public high schools and the top 25 elementary public schools. Yes. And Belmont made the list. Um, we're number eight in that, on that list of public high schools. And this is based on data from Niche.com, which looks at not just academics and MCAS scores and all that accountability data. It looks at SAT scores, um, AP classes, how students do on AP exams, diversity, racial and economic diversity. So Belmont um, has three elementary schools in that top 25. Butler's number 20, Burbank's number 16, and Winbrook's number 9. I think that's pretty impressive. So kudos to the Belmont Public Schools. Yeah, I mean, they're, we they're made headlines on uh, right. Boston Business Journal. I think it's a pretty reputable publication. Let's uh, close the door on that. Uh, last May, uh, Belmont lost its uh, assistant town administrator when Phyllis Marshall uh, yes. uh, left the town employment. And she's gone on to She get, was recently appointed to... The, the town, town treasurer, treasurer for, Arlington. for Arlington, yes. Pretty impressive for Phyllis. She did resign the end of May, and since then... That position has been vacant. It's been vacant. It hasn't been open or posted, though, because I think Patrice Garvin, the town administrator, has been figuring out what she wants to do, and she recently announced what she wants to do. And the plans are to fill that position and yes. devote that position largely to recreation. That's right. 90% of the responsibilities of this new assistant town administrator will be the recreation department overseeing the program, everything to do with recreation, which is huge because Belmont lost its recreation director a while ago and never replaced it, I think due to funding. They just didn't have the funding, so they just never replaced that position. And what they did instead is they put it under the Department of Public Works, which so it's been Jay Marcotte's responsibility. Who has plenty on his plate anyway. Right, so now he'll be have more time for public other public works things. That's great. Exciting happenings in, uh, uh, in Belmont as reported by the Belmont Citizen Herald, Belmont's online and print source of news. Thanks for stopping over to talk with us. Once again, Joanna Juvelis, the senior multimedia journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald. Here's Jane Peters with a look at what there is to do in the coming week in Belmont on Community Calendar. 
Hi everybody, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for this week. Belmont Police will be presenting on pedestrian safety at the Beach Street Center on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Learn the laws pertaining to crosswalks and pedestrians, lessons learned from pedestrian crashes, and how you can plan safe walking routes around town. The BHS Masquerade Music for Food concert will take place at the BHS Auditorium on Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. Bring a donation for the Belmont Food Pantry, cash or non-perishable food item, and enjoy a night of music and hunger education. Don't forget to wear your costume for this family-friendly concert event. Get in the spooky spirit with a Halloween staple at Belmont Public Library on Friday from 3 to 5. Grades K through 3 can decorate their pumpkins, and grades 4 and up can have the option to carve. This party is Bring Your Own Pumpkin. Register on the library's website or by calling the Children's Department. And on Friday night, students in grades 5 and 6 can enjoy a Halloween dance party at the Beach Street Center from 7 to 9 p.m. Space is limited. Tickets can be purchased on the Recreation Department's website or at the door. Visit the Waldorf School for an open house on Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Have the opportunity to tour the school, hear from current students in a Q&A session, and meet faculty, parents, and alumni. You can register for the open house at the website on screen. Teens and adults can register for a Frankenstein escape room at the library on Saturday at various times. Play as a team of mad scientists racing the clock to bring your own Frankenstein-style creation to life. Follow the clues and gather the body parts to assemble your creature before 45 minutes is up and the life-giving storm passes. Sign-ups are required on the library's website. Mad Science brings a mixture of science and magic to their free Halloween event on Sunday. Watch as a wicked witch is melted right before your eyes and explore the eerie world of dry ice, making bubble potions and fearsome fog. Help the Friends of the Library Volunteers for Beautification clean up the library in a fall cleanup on Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Cleanup takes place rain or shine. Volunteers should bring gloves, clippers, and waste bags. Visit the library's website to sign up to help. And children can don their costumes and head to the Town Hall Complex on October 29th for trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating will take place from 4 to 6 p.m. And that's it for this week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can email your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. The Belmont Fire Department threw its doors open this week to allow the public inside to see what happens. Joanna Juvelis spoke with fire department officials about what they hope to accomplish through that open house. So this is a fire prevention open house, which happens during fire prevention week. It's co-sponsored between the Town of Belmont Fire Department and Papaginos. Papaginos supplies all of the pizzas and coloring sheets and paper plates and uh, napkins for the event. Uh, we also get a, a donation from Belmont Star Market for the drinks. So it's a community event uh, and we appreciate the uh, support we get. It's been going on now since 1995 for 28 years different events around. We have our ambulance set up behind me where the uh, kids can learn about the EMS and what happens if the ambulance comes. We have one of the engines so they can see what equipment we carry on the engines. Uh, over by the, the door we have our uh, cooking station where they can learn about uh, fire safety in the kitchen and in the home. And out back we just had the demonstration on how to cut up a car if we needed to during an accident. Mom, how would you put that fire up. 
put one of these on, right? Yeah. And then you take this cover, and instead of putting it down like that, because it might force air, and then the fire might come out, you're gonna shield yourself, so go ahead and shield yourself, and then put it slowly on top. See how fast that was? Very fast. But it's there to protect you to release the air so that it sits down on the rim. That's it for this week's edition of the Belmont Journal. This is Roger Colton. You've been watching Belmont Journal. I'll talk to you again next time.